everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today's show is on Record Run, and my guest is John Drake. What is up? Hi, Chase. Hey, John. John, uh, what are you now? Are you still PR, or, or have you fully moved into lead designer at Harmonix? I am the director of publishing and PR at Harmonix right. as of this podcast, and I'm also the project lead on Record Run, okay. so I do some design and production over there. Well, very cool. Well, I'm. It's uh, really exciting to have you on uh, to talk okay. about Record Run. Record Run came out uh, what about what two, three weeks ago at this point? I think it was three weeks ago on iOS and last week on Android and Amazon. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, well, before we get into Record Run, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, something I kind of like to do with with guests on the show is uh, since it's a handheld game podcast, kind of what's your history with handheld games? Have you have you played much at all Game Boy stuff? I know. You seem to be on planes quite a bit, and that seems like a good place to play handheld games. What's uh, what's your experience like? Yeah, so I, uh, I mean, growing up, I was super into uh, the Game Boy and then uh, the Game Gear for quite a while. Uh, I was all about uh, the, um, I was all about like I think it was Mortal Kombat on the Game Gear. That was my jam. Okay, uh, and like the batteries on that thing were terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would grind through stuff there. I played a lot of uh, Tiny Toon Adventures, I believe was the name of the game, on the, on the Game Boy back in the day. Yeah, I remember uh, yeah, that game. I played a lot. Of, it, we didn't have, we had, we had home consoles, but we were really limited as to screen time growing up. Uh, and so I would focus on hiding my Game Boy somewhere and then uh, sneaking out to my room and playing that instead. So yeah, I, I played handheld games a lot growing up and other like ridiculous tiny like tiger games I would buy, you know. Walmart or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and then moving on to modern era, the first game I worked on here at Harmonix was actually Phase, which was a game for the Click Wheel iPod, uh, which was a really cool game. It has actually has some like really nice ties into Record Run, but uh, had the hilarious misfortune of being launched about a month before the iPhone was released, mm. and it was not compatible with the iPhone. So it was like as soon as we launched this dominant game in the burgeoning <laughs> app store of Apple's iTunes, like. Three and a half weeks later, it was like, who wants click wheels when you can touch your screen? Throw this click wheel thing out the bus. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, our game isn't going to work for anyone anymore. So we uh, that's the first game I worked on in Harmonix. And since then, I worked on a couple different projects, VidRhythm and uh, Rock Band Mobile. And then now I'm, I'm working on Record Run. I'm the project lead on Record Run. Nice. Yeah, so uh, so Phase came out around 2007, if I if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's kind of when you've been working at Harmonix since then, or a little before uh, then? Yeah, I actually started right around there uh, for, uh, just as like the PR coordinator, sort of right after uh, Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s had shipped, okay. and right as Rock Band uh, 1 was announced, that's when I started. So Phase was this weird game that was dumped in my lap as like, we don't know what this is, but you're the new guy, so go sort this <laughs> out. I don't know, figure, figure it out on your own. And I you know, got to work on it with a bunch of really cool people who are sort of notorious inside of the harmonics world. That was it was a really cool little game, but also like doing PR for an iPod game sort of wasn't a thing. Like now there's like entire agencies who do mobile marketing and right. PR and stuff, but at the time it was like, how do you tell people about this game that they can optionally play on their quick wheel iPod? Like they don't they want to play Brick Breaker, they don't care about anything else. <laughs> uh, and it was true in the sales figures of that game. Like we did not sell a lot of units, but it was a really cool little Tiny game is super fun to work on. Definitely, and like you said, like having the having the iPhone come out just a little bit later really undercut you guys. Uh, which, as I as I think about uh, Harmonix a little bit, that seems to be 
somewhat status quo for you guys now with the uh, with the connect being stripped out right before Fantasia's coming out. Uh, yeah, we uh, we end up getting a lot of device pivots sort of as we launch very cool supporting programs yeah. for those devices, but. The Kinect thing's okay. I mean, they're still selling Kinects, and they're still making those Kinects, so we'll, right, we'll just make really good games, and people will hopefully still buy the cameras. Definitely. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the handheld games that came out of Harmonix. So 2007 was Phase. Uh, the next game would be uh, for the PSP. That's 2009's uh, Rock Band Unplugged, which, yeah. again, kind of another frequency, amplitude-style game, but this time with, uh, with the Rock Band name on it. Uh, I remember playing this uh, a lot. I, I did not play Frequency or Amplitude. I, I never had a PlayStation growing up, so that was kind of just something I had to watch other people play. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I got... I had a PSP, and Rock Band Unplugged was, was something I was super excited for. Uh, they actually released uh, a whole PSP dedicated to Rock Band Unplugged, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's dedicated. I think there may have been a bundle. Yeah. Okay, a there bundle, was, yeah. It was, like, not... Not branded in any way, shape, or form. That would have been great, but I, I don't think it was. Uh, it was just a soft bundle. I believe okay. is how you phrase it. Nice. Uh, so yes, Rock Band Unplugged came out, and uh, and you guys had DLC along with that as well. Uh, I rem- and it included songs from the the first two Rock Bands, I believe. Uh, yeah, like a selection of songs. I think there may have been one or two exclusive songs. It was kind of a hazy time because we were like working on the Beatles Rock Band pre-production, right. and we had just shipped a bunch of other things and I had like hired Alex Navarro who now works at Giant Bomb mm-hmm. uh, to kind of like he was working on PR for that that was sort of his first like standalone game that he was working out by himself and the whole thing is like this weird blur and at the time I like didn't have a PSP I like bought a PSP because we were making that game and I proceeded to like never play that PSP <laughs> uh, I was not I was not as big a fan of, as big a fan of the PSP as I am with the Vita which I actually think is a pretty a pretty good mm-hmm. handheld device but uh, the uh, yeah, we made that game. It was super weird, and it was a super weird like jump from multiplayer party game in your living room to like handheld multi-track matching game. I think the audience that loved Rock Band was a little perplexed at uh, at the idea of playing uh, with just like you know the right and left bumpers and switching tracks and trying to get all these plate spinning mechanics to work. And that was abundantly clear from again the sales figures of that game, which were not. <laughs> We, we like making handheld games a lot, and they do not sell that well, and I don't know why. We just keep going back to the well, hoping it'll finally work out. Well, I mean, you guys kind of went back to the well again with something like Rock Band Blitz, which, mm-hmm. and and did that did that do okay? Sale-wise? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, it did, it did. So, like, I think Rock Band Blitz was a really cool game. I'm really glad we made it. Yeah, it absolutely. sold okay. Uh, it was not, like, a big breakout hit, but it was also, like, not during sort of rock band mania, right? That right. was like two years later and it's and it did, I think it brought in sort of the fun over the top nature of rock band and combined it with the fun gameplay of frequency and amplitude. But it sort of ended up not really hitting either game, sort of fell in between the two. So I think that it it didn't resonate with a big enough market that we thought it would. But it, you know, a lot of people who play that game really like that game a lot. I it's one of the first games I ever got hundred percent of achievements on because I just like ground through it in my office oh, man. Uh, while we were in releases and I, you know I've gotten Every single little thing you could unlock in that game, and then I, you know, started playing real Rock Band again because of it, which was super fun. And I, I think Rock Band Blitz is a really fun game, and it's, it's not necessarily on the go, but if you have a, a PS3 or an Xbox 360 and you have a Rock Band library, and like the coolest feature was that you can use all of your Rock Band songs yeah. inside of uh, Rock Band Blitz, which is pretty awesome. Absolutely, like like for me, it was a, a no brainer purchase, whether I liked the game or not, and I and I do like the game, but it got to this point of well, I've spent so much money on Rock Band songs. 
this is another thing I can do with my rock band songs. Let's let's get this. This absolutely. Why not? Uh, yeah, of course. And, and so I think I think it should have at least hooked a bunch of people who, who felt the same way or had already put hundreds of dollars into buying virtual song packs. Uh, so that's yeah, pretty I mean, cool. it seemed like a nice value add, and you could get it for pretty cheap, and it came with more music. So like if you just if you were already a rock band track collector, like you got basically for the price of the songs in the package, you got a whole new way to play your game. So it was it was really fun to work on that game. It was also just really fun not to have to haul hardware or cameras around demo a game for once which is a big change of pace for us <laughs> i can imagine that yeah yeah um so uh we're sticking around in 2009 here you guys released rock band mobile for ios uh can you talk a little bit more about that because this is yeah, this is was... closer to the regular rock band experience more than yes. more so than like a rock band unplugged style much more like pick your instrument and play along to these licensed tracks kind of thing and less of a and there's some like lightweight multiplayer stuff but less of a play all the instruments yourself because you're a one-man band, which is sort of probably the most fun thing to do. You know, it's like, it's more fun to actually, like, play all the instruments if you're playing a handheld game, but it's a little harder of a sell in terms of the fantasy of what you're doing. And is um, is, so, is that one still going uh, on? I know EA has, like, some hands in that, or... I think that they pulled it down. Okay. Uh, not that it's, like, not that if you have it, it's gone. I think they pulled down, like, new downloads. I don't, I don't think it's listed in the store anymore. Okay. Um... And that was actually developed by EA Mobile. We had, we had a hand in sort of advising them uh, and making sure it like, looked and felt like Rock Band, making sure that it you know, met our standards for design. But they were actually a pretty solid partner. They, they kind of just banged all that stuff out, and we went along for the ride, and we demoed it on the road a little bit and showed it off to people and talked it up. And uh, I still have it on my phone because I don't know if I could re-download it if I delete it. So I, I play it once in a while. It's definitely the first game uh, after Phase where – we ran into the issue that we run into every time we make a music game, which is that you, it's sort of only fun if you're wearing headphones mm-hmm. um, and you're really like immersed in the experience. And like immersive mobile gaming isn't really a, a thing. Like you know, it's like because the screen's inherently small and held in your hand and sort of uh, not big enough to sort of surround your universe a little bit. Like you always feel like you're looking at a box into a world. And I think that that's the the, the scary thing about designing mobile games that have music in them is a lot, you know, like 40-something percent of people don't wear headphones or listen to music when they play on silent when they play their games. Right. So uh, does that mean we shrink our market size we can approach? Does that mean that the game's not fun? And I, I remember playing, there was an ex-girlfriend who dragged me to this piano bar with a bunch of her friends, and I was, like, just in a really terrible mood. And I was in the corner, and I got a new build of it, and I was playing rock band mobile in the corner on my, on my phone without headphones, just sort of, like, playing the guitar parts uh, by myself, uh, in silence. And I was like, you know what? This game's not that fun without music. Uh, so that's, that's something that, you know, might be kind of a bummer. Uh, but it was a, it was a cool little game and we, we got to work on it for a little while. And it's the first sort of toe we dipped into mobile waters, though it was very much like EA licensed the IP and it was very much their game to right. publish and ship and stuff. Now, one of the interesting things that I've heard or, or kind of know about is that, uh, Harmonix isn't necessarily a game developer that you guys... I mean, it's called Harmonix Music Systems. The idea is that you guys just do cool things with music, and it just so happens that a bunch of those things have been games. Um, but VidRhythm is kind of one of the things that has come out that hasn't really been a game, but I think really hits upon that that musical quality that that Harmonix has. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's so it was, and it was named like Apple's runner-up for like App of the Year in 2011 and stuff, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Uh, the yeah, VidRhythm is, a, is a, a remix app where you can take quick, like, one-second samples, sort of before Vine was a thing, sort of, uh, 
you know, like once a little like snippet of, of hold your thumb down and, you know, record your bass drum sample or your guitar note sample. And then we map all those samples and pitch shift and time shift all those samples to make a little instant music video where the video clip you record plus the, the note you sang becomes the music. And so there's funny ones and, you know, sort of like serious ones and people done some really amazing things with them. Uh, and they're pretty... They're pretty crazy and weird, and I, I at one point on the on the press report was basically like, "Look, we invented this tiny nightmare machine that creates <laughs> scary nightmares out of like the the seconds that you record into it." But a lot of kids play with it, and it's free to play. It's up right now. There's actually weirdly, maybe I shouldn't say this, but like whatever. Uh, there's weirdly no monetization in the app at all. <laughs> it's just free. There's no in it. There's no downloadable content in it. You just download it and use it and have fun because. Uh, I guess we don't have good business plans, but we, uh, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's more of an entertainment app than is a traditional game. There's not a progression or unlocks or anything like that. There's no achievements. It's just very much like a, have fun with this toy. And, uh, I think that was a cool experiment to run, just like get our feet wet with mobile and see if people like what we did. And, it, you know, when you have a device that has hundreds of songs in your hand, like why not? Like people connect Apple to, you know, music and they connect their iPhone to music. They connect their, you know, Android phone to music. You can see with Apple investing, billions of dollars in beats today that like music and audio is a key component of what this device is about so why not uh you know why not make some music related stuff on it definitely yeah and so i'm writing down here that harmonics created vine and i'm just going to quote uh-huh. you on that that's right yeah come at me come at me twitter what's up dick <laughs> dick costello i'm waiting, waiting for your call uh all right well let's let's move into the game we're talking about today which is record run uh so this game came out uh may which i it's still technically this month of 2014 um and it was announced at pax east uh which i was fortunate enough to get to go to uh and it was uh alex regopolis that that announced it right during like a story time thing that they did uh so i i didn't go to the story time uh thing i i I never have i've been to three pax east and it just it's never really excited me but um so i was walking around the show floor and saw eric pope uh who is uh your social media guy uh, and I'm sure he does many other things. I just know him as your social media guy. No, nah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, and I'd met him. I'd met him the year before too. Uh, and I saw him on the floor. Said, "Hey, how's it going?" We were talking a little bit. And then because I have this podcast, I, I just kind of asked a bit like an asshole, like, "Hey, you know, when are you guys gonna do another handheld game so I can have somebody on the show?" And he's like, "Oh, did you did you not hear? <laughs> what? Wait, what? What? What's going on?" Because yeah, yeah, we renounced a mobile game. Drake's doing it. You should totally uh, go uh, go talk to him. Like, yeah, thanks, Pope. Shit. <laughs> so good, good uh, plug. So uh, yeah, no, we he, we sort of announced that stage a little. I don't want to say casually, but I will say that I wasn't completely aware of the fact <laughs> that we were going to announce my game, and I was in the front row, and I'm the head of PR. So that was fun. Uh, and he like had worked up slides with our media department. He was like, "Hey, we're like showing a movie of this game and talking about what it is." And I was like, "Oh, are we? Okay, cool. Uh, I should probably prepare like a press release and other stuff." Right, like, feels the, like uh, something the head of PR should should know. Maybe. And I had a sense that he might do it, but it was like definitely not to the. I thought he was going to mention that we're working on our first game. It's called Record Run, and it's a you know a free to play mobile runner set to your music. Next slide. But it was said like. Here's a trailer for it. Here's a song from it. And you're like, wait, no, no, no. This is so much detail. No, no, no. I need to hold this back for an actual press tour. Um, so yeah, I got announced there. That was super fun. And uh, then we were planning to announce Amplitude's Kickstarter on stage. And so when we cut that, because we didn't have our final paperwork signed with Sony, which is sort of like what delayed it a little bit, 
uh, then Alex had to like fill some time, so he added Record Run as a feature, mm. which is very nice of him to do. Got a lot of eyeballs, and a lot of people talked about it, which is super cool. Uh, but it was a little, uh, I was a little caught off guard. But you know, what? I'm happy it worked out that way. It's fun. Definitely. So, uh, speak to me a little bit more about the timing of of these things, because uh, the the launch of Record Run, you, you had a you kind of had like a soft launch, right? It, it launched first in Europe and then came over to America, something like that. Uh, yeah, we launched I think in Australia, and New Zealand first, then we rolled oh, out right. to uh, rolled it out to I think the UK after that for a couple of days, just to get some players in the door and see if it was make sure it wasn't you know crashing or weird, and make sure that it was. The economy in general was like not too punishing. Like we were really aggressively focused on making the game free to play, and you know we want people to spend money in the game. We're not idiots. Like we're not. I'm not going to be disingenuous <laughs> to say like it's free to play, and like you should never spend money. That sucks. Money's cool, man. Keep it. We don't need your money. We yeah, if you want that, play vid with money. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you know, but we but we wanted it to be a thing where it didn't feel painful or grindy or. Uh, challenging like it doesn't feel like that for me Mm -hmm. because i made the game and so like getting five stars and everything and progression through the progression is actually really straightforward but for someone who's never played before we want to make sure people playing the game were getting through a couple songs and you know being able to spend in-game currency and not having to spend money so it was two to a place where you is a choice to spend money not a requirement to spend money okay but the the game itself came out during uh the amplitude kickstarter and was that was that always something that was kind of thought to happen? I know you said there were some some delays with the amplitude Kickstarter when it was actually going to happen, but the yeah no, it was not intended to happen. It was pretty much the worst possible thing that could have happened, um, <laughs> which was great because I almost died. But you know, we do our best to roll with the punches here. So no, it was supposed to be a few weeks earlier, and we had some certification issues where we had like just clicked like one wrong box, but it failed our entire package. Things like that, you know, where it's like oh. The game's actually fine, the game's in crash, but we accidentally like turned on Game Center achievements by accident and we didn't mean to do that and there weren't any achievements, so Apple was like, yo, what are you doing? We're like, oh shit, we gotta fix that. Um, so that kind of crept later and later and the uh, Amplitude Kickstarter was sort of fixed in place because we had to get a team rolled onto it by the end of that uh, sprint. So we ended up launching a mobile game immediately before we went into launching the Amplitude Kickstarter. I think we launched it like the the Thursday before the Amplitude Kickstarter went live on that Monday. So it was like, oh, cool, I got a nice, like, suck off, and then immediately went back into just, like, nightmare, 20-hour-a-day crunch. Uh, but it was super fun. I mean, and then a lot of people were talking to us about a lot of different things, and we got to engage with a lot of fans about, you know, devices we haven't been on in the past couple of years. We haven't had a PlayStation game out since Rock Band 3. Uh, I guess Rock Band Blitz was on, on PlayStation 3, but we haven't had a PlayStation exclusive out since the early 2000s. We haven't had a mobile game ever really we had phase but that was on ipod and then we had bid rhythm but that wasn't really a game right so it was cool to be like hey we you guys said you want a mobile game that has music in it we gave you one what do you think about it tell me what you, you know what you want changed and we have a small team now at harmonics who's uh iterating on the game and gonna keep improving it and making it better and better so what has really been the response to the game what what have you heard from people largely people are super psyched about it. I mean, everyone seems to really enjoy the idea of it, and they say that the algorithm that matches beats to the gameplay is, like, one of the better ones they've ever seen. Obviously, there's a couple other games that have done that. FaZe did it, um, and, uh, like, Audio Surf does it on PC. But we think the... Uh, that stuff's, like, one of our shining examples. The art style is really cool. People seem to really like it. There's, you know, little edge case bugs here or there. There's people who have trouble with the 
you know, cloud saves that we put in the game and, and stuff along those lines. But we were overall pretty, pretty like overwhelmed by the positive response that I was not really, uh, not really expecting to be honest with you. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, we should probably hit some of the nuts and bolts just in case somebody's sure. listening to this and doesn't actually know what record run is. So do you want to just kind of give us the, the elevator pitch or, or what you're kind of talking about when we're talking about record run? Of course. So record run is a free to play runner on iOS and Android and Amazon devices, tablet and phone. And it uses the music on your device stored locally on your device to create procedurally generated levels. So it's not an endless runner. It's a level-based runner. Uh, but basically you play one of a handful of cool, fun sort of DJ characters who start off in a record store collecting uh, records for a gig. Uh, and then as you leave your record store, a uh, truck knocks all the records out of your hand. You have to chase them down the street to capture them before the end of the song. Uh, and you can spend those records on you know, boosts and power-ups and upgrades and uh, new outfits and characters and things like that. Uh, and it's a fun, kind of quirky, funny game. It has, like, a really unique art style to it. It's a two-lane runner, so we have, you know, left lane and a right lane where you can jump, duck, and dodge obstacles. Uh, and there's also sort of a secret wall jump and pole swing in the game, so we can kind of become a two-and-a-half-lane runner in, in what I've, uh, I think, started calling it. Uh, and there's a lot of really fun obstacles in the game. There's a lot of, you know, people dance. The whole world comes to life if you get a streak going. And a little, like, Dan Central's peak state, you'll see, like, the world will turn neon and your character will transform from their normal DJ state into sort of what we call, like, their persona. So you have a character that turns from a goth cheerleader into a giant gargoyle or the hipster character turns from his sort of, like, normal fedora itself into a giant cat. Uh, and it's that sort of whimsy in play that we're like, look, it's a mobile game, it's free-to-play. We don't think of this as, you know, this is not The Last of Us for mobile. It's not supposed to be, like, a very serious experience. So let's have some fun and... You can run to your own music. So the nice thing about it is that you basically put your music in the game. Uh, you pick your songs from your library. Again, it has to be locally stored on your device. We don't have cloud support just yet or streaming support just yet. But uh, you play your songs, and then you get to run to them and have fun. And it basically means like the soundtrack of the game is always songs you like because you get to choose what they are. So uh, one of the things that I heard you talk about, I can't remember where you were talking about it, but um, about really good songs that would work for Record Run. And, and I think you're your kind of one really criteria was as long as it has a good, consistent beat, it should be really solid. Uh, so what are what are some of the songs that you've really enjoyed with, with Record Run, or what are the, some of the kind of popular ones that you that you can imagine? Uh, we play a lot of Hall & Oates in the office. Okay. Blue-Eyed Soul. Uh, it has a pretty steady tempo. It has some good, like, repeating sections. Uh, we've had a great set of uh, fun play like anything by like Beyonce or Michael Jackson is usually pretty awesome mm-hmm. oh god uh, sorry I don't know if you could hear that ad just randomly started playing on my laptop okay. it was incredibly loud I apologize <laughs> no um, problem the, uh, so we've had some really good times with you know whether it be anything that's sort of like R&B or funky like a lot of prints got passed around and then metal and punk for like the real challenge because the tempos are really high so you're sure. a runner and full sprint to like a Ramones song or a Metallica song, and those are kind of uh, the more brutal ones that our publicist Nick Chester challenges me to on a regular basis. <laughs> well, definitely. I mean, some of the the ones that I've played so far, the first one, um, this is going to sound pretty dumb, the first one I played was in uh, Instructor Mussolini's rap from uh, Parappa the Rapper. Uh, amazing. And That's an amazing choice. That kind of worked out. Uh, and then yeah. I'm a huge Modest Mouse fan, so, so Float On had to be the next one. Which That's I've, probably pretty great. I've loved playing in in different harmonics games in the past, uh, and then I tried uh, thinking thinking about songs with really good beats. Uh, some Daft Punk, uh, "Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger" was was a pretty solid choice too. Yeah, any dance music uh, is pretty pretty awesome. And 
while dance music stays pretty flat for most of the song, usually, like, it's pretty tempo and things like that, we tend to spike and, uh, spike and ebb, like, the difficulty a little bit, so, like, it won't be the same, you know, just constant crush of obstacles, like, we make it a little harder, a little easier, and sort of, it feels like there's some give and take to what you're playing, which is kind of fun, um, there was a really fun bug trying to figure out, we have a challenge system in the game, uh, where you can challenge friends to songs and, uh, kind of earn records by beating them. And, uh, we had a weird bug where we eventually figured out it was because the song had, like, a, a different title and a different artist name, like, that iTunes couldn't tell it was the same song, you know, the audio file was the same, mm. but I had, I had to play, uh, We Built This City by Starship. Fantastic like, song. The best of like, songs. Yeah, and it had some weird bug where, like, we had an invisible obstacle for some reason, we couldn't figure out why it was invisible, so I literally spent an entire day playing We Built the City over and over again. Uh, I think I played it 30 times in a day to the point where I was, I had basically lost my mind, uh, and the song stopped having any meaning, and I went from hating the song to loving the song to really hating the song <laughs> to thinking it was the greatest song ever written, and then I eventually just fell asleep while the song played in the background. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that that's definitely one I have to check out. Um, yeah, for sure. So when I when I boot up the game, I see Harmonix and I see uh, Supervillain Studios. What what did they actually do uh, in the game? So they did actually the bulk of the development on on the the code side and the uh, a bunch of the animations and art stuff as well. Uh, you know, basically Harmonix contributed me as sort of like <laughs> the project lead, mm-hmm. dumb guy yelling things at people. Uh, and I helped lead with some of the Supervillain guys the design and overall structure and form of the game. Uh, and Harmonix also threw some of our character artists and, and environment artists to make uh, the character concepts and the world that you see sort of paint over that world to make it this very handcrafted style. Uh, and we had uh, Joe on our side as an audio guy help us make sure that the audio effects and Izzy also composed the music for the game, uh, Izzy Maxwell. They, they made some music for the game and they made the audio effects all tuned up really well. And uh, we had some QA assistance as well. Uh, and then, of course, like the business and publishing side here. Everything else is, is at Supervillain. So, like the core engine team, the submission stuff, the building of the game, the production scheduling. We have a producer on our side, Tom Bartlett, who's sort of like the the head producer of the game. But uh, we worked really hand in hand with them. And Supervillain's a great group of guys. They've made some really cool games in the past, and they were awesome to work with. And so we kind of brought the music, and they brought the the mobile tech, and we combined our forces and made a pretty cool, cool game together. They're they're really rad. Definitely. Uh, how long did this game actually take to, to kind of create? When did you guys start? Uh, yeah, it was about a year if you include, like, concept development and business pitches and, like, can we make a game like this? So I started that in about June last year. We went into pre-production in September to make a, what we call a vertical slice in, in video games, which is, like, we put two songs in the game and use supervillains, art resources, and code resources to build, like, a prototype, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the game went into full production, you know, in mid-January, and we basically sprinted straight into launching it. So it was basically, like, a five-month of five months of actual production with, I'd say, three months of pre-production and prototyping. And were, uh, were there any obstacles? Was everybody super on board as soon as they heard the idea? Like, how'd, how'd that kind uh, of go? No, I mean, I don't know. Well, so, I mean, people were really supportive of wanting to do something. It actually comes from a demo that we made for PS called Beat Boy, like, I don't know, 12 years ago. It was this idea of running, you know, to the music and just kind of running through a world of obstacles set to the music. Uh, so there are people who really wanted to make it in-house. Uh, we didn't have a team that was ready to roll on to it. There are people who didn't want to make it on mobile. Uh, and there are people who just weren't sure it was going to be fun enough. And so that's what that prototype was meant to do, is we spent three months just proving that it was fun and that we should invest more money in it. 
Uh, and I think we turned everyone around. I think everyone was on board on the team right away that we could do something awesome. But, you know, everything from the art style to the camera position, you know, we, we debated kind of everything, right? Like, we didn't just, uh, we didn't just, like, pick a, pick a style and ape it. We didn't, you know, sort of flappy bird this thing and say, like, well, let's take what Subway Surfers does and just, like, make it blue and then put music in it. We were like, hey, we're going to make a runner, which is an established trope in video games, but we are going to do it in a different way that's unique and feels kind of uh, awesome. And doing that means taking a lot of risks and also making a lot of choices. So I think we came out the other side of it, and it, it looks and plays really good and feels pretty unique, but uh, it was definitely a slog, and there were a lot of challenges. I mean, making a game like that sets music and making all of our music tech sort of work on a mobile device is hard. It's a, you know, it's a big task to put on a tiny little processor and... The Superbone guys and Iran and our code team and Harmonix were amazing and, and banged it all out. So you said there's still a small team that's kind of still working on uh, Record Run. What what are kind of they working on? I, I'm sure bug fixes and things like that, but uh, are there plans for Record Run beyond release? Yeah, so we already added our first new character to the game. We added a hip-hop girl uh, who was pretty amazing, and she went in in a patch that was, I think, posted, man, during the Kickstarter, so I'm going to say Thursday, okay. but I don't know. It was all kind of a blur. Um, at some point, I was in the live stream space on camera doing like a six-hour live stream, and Hillary, who's our like badass product manager for mobile, just like yelled off camera like, hey, the patch just got approved. I'm going to push it live. And I just, like, was like, okay, that sounds good. Whatever, man. Um, we haven't hit our goal yet for Amplitude, so I'm just over here doing this. Uh, but uh, she put that in. It was really, really fun. Uh, so this new character that went up and changes the economy, making the game a little bit easier to get five stars and making it a little bit less strict in terms of the economy as we see like the data coming back from testing. And the ongoing team's working on things like, you know, code improvements, bugs, uh, feature requests, streamlining our tutorials, streamlining our store and experience there, uh, and just making the game overall kind of loop and feel better. I, they haven't really named exactly what team is rolling on to it yet. I know I'm moving on to a, a different project and sort of just advising. Mm-hmm. But uh, the team that's rolling on, the people I've heard floated are all, you know, awesome harmonics crew. The Superbone guys have rolled off. They're working on other stuff now. Uh, but they've handed off the, the code and the engine, and we're going to bang on it on our side and keep making the game better and better. So when will we see Barkerville on Record Run? Is that you know up, what? You can download that audio from YouTube and put it in the goddamn <laughs> game yourself. I don't have to, we don't have to patch anything in. It's your song, man. Put your music in the game. You want to put my terrible rendition of Konami's uh, Castlevania Two theme uh, in the game? I bet it will be terrible because it's just an acoustic guitar and me yelling. But, uh, you know, who knows? Have fun. Have I, fun. I absolutely want to do that. <laughs> it's up on SoundCloud. It might be available for download. I know one of our designers, Adam Cardoso, put it up as like a SoundCloud album, all the music from that live stream that we did, which oh. is a hilariously bad idea. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of irons in the fire. I mean, you've got uh, Amplitude just got kickstarted, so you're rolling a team on that. You still have a small team working on Record Run. Um, yeah. You're you're pushing out. Or Fantasia Music Evolved is coming out uh, still this year, or is it next year? No, it's this year. It's coming out in the fall. I think we're going to announce the date at E3. I okay. think is the plan. Okay, and then Chroma, your uh, your first person shooter music game kind of mix. That's is that that's next year. That's not doesn't have a release okay. date because that that game is very much like the thing we put up for Chroma was like hey we have this concept we made an alpha for it um, we want to see if players like the con- what what players do and don't like about the concept we know it's not perfect yet but in an online game especially a free to play game you want to make sure people like and what you do and validate that you should keep working on it so we uh, put it up and it's been up for a little while I actually think the alpha is coming down for a little while as the team sort of figures out what to do next uh, because there's 
a lot of awesome, like a lot of awesome great stuff in that game. But there's a lot of stuff that we have learned people just don't respond as well to as we thought they would. So there's some substantial retooling to do. Uh, but you know, at the high level vision, I think we're still committed to uh, making the successful mechanics and the systems in the existing build kind of pop out and uh, go somewhere else with the, uh, some new directions for it. So there's no date because we're still working on it, but. You'll hear more about Chrome in the future if I had to guess. Okay. So you've got all those irons in the fire. And then, I mean, you've got Rockman 4 that you're obviously working on, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, confirm. Rockman 4 coming, coming June 1st, 2014. Uh, you just haven't heard about it yet, so we'll keep it a secret. Man, that's that's great. That's really going to yeah. set the world on fire. Definitely don't have anyone... We have literally no one working <laughs> on developing a new Rockman right now. There are zero people in the studio working on that. All right, all right. Um, yeah. So my, my last question here is, is kind of... you you. So far, from the games that you've said, nothing's really on mobile. Amplitude not might come to Vita, maybe. Is that just fingers crossed? But <laughs> uh, that's very fingers crossed. It's, yeah, uh, we actually had it as a stretch goal, but we only got funded in our last twenty-four hours, so we mm. did not uh, did not get anywhere near the amount of money we would need to fund a Vita port. Right. But if Sony wants to, you know, pony up the dough and pay us to make it for Vita, I'm sure we port it. We, we'd love to have it on a mobile platform, but we. Uh, Making things for Vita is pretty expensive compared to making it for PS3 or PS4 in terms sure. of reporting. Yeah, I can I can believe that. Um, so I mean, you you have you have a history of releasing some things on on mobile devices. Uh, uh, Record Run just came out. Uh, is this are these still devices that you guys at Harmonics would like to to keep making games for? We've got 3DS and, and Vita and, and iPads and all sorts of things. Uh, I I guess I'm just asking: is there is there possibly more in the future? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we have a whole R&D team that's been developing a whole bunch of concepts. Actually, if you go look at Alex's talk, the, the archive of the video there, there's about like 20 R&D prototypes that are flashed on screen for a little bit, like a little video of them all playing. And a bunch of those are being developed on mobile. We've been spinning up some of our tech to work inside of Unity uh, because our our engine's sort of like a big AAA console PC engine. So getting it down to Unity, uh, down to devices like even a high-powered iPad are, is still difficult. Mm-hmm. But like building some technology into Unity that we can use to make you know games for multiple platforms is not that difficult. So we've been building that from the ground up. The R&D and tech team has been focusing on that. And I think there's a lot of really great stuff that will be coming to mobile in the next, I would say, definitely in the next like year and a half or so, there'll be something else out from Harmonix on mobile. Uh, and nothing, there's some stuff in like pre-production and concept development and prototyping right now, but nothing that's in full-on development that you should expect to like we're going to announce in July. We have a game coming in July. Like it's, we're a little far out, but we're building up a, a sort of a a competency in mobile so that we can hopefully make more and more of those games. The team here loves mobile and handheld, and would love to bring games to Fita and you know 3DS and all those platforms down the line. Definitely, yeah. I think there are a lot of people who who feel similarly. Uh, well, uh, if there's anything you'd like to plug, obviously Record Runs out on on the iOS store now and Android, Google Play. Uh, you can go download yeah. Record Run, and you should, and you should uh, spend money and put your songs in yes. it and challenge people and everything, and, and that'll be great. But uh, anything else? I know Amplitude just finished. You guys don't have any kind of like slacker backer options available yet, if, if you're going to do that yet. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we, we talked about doing some of that stuff uh, just because we got pretty close to being able to include online multiplayer, which is the first, uh, the sort of first stretch goal that we put up there. Mm-hmm. We just don't have time to reach it. But, uh, we might put some slacker backer stuff up for Amplitude, so stay tuned. You can go to harmonicsmusic.com slash uh, Amplitude, and that'll take you to the Kickstarter page. And if you go to harmonicsmusic.com slash game slash Amplitude, it'll take you to a sort of landing page for the game. If anything goes up, it'll be up there. 
Uh, we're pretty we're pretty pumped about all the games that we have in development. So yeah, again, Amplitude's coming out on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Uh, we'll have more information about when, as soon as the game actually gets in full production, which is starting this week, basically. Uh, Chroma's Alpha's winding down. Uh, the record run is out now on iOS and Android and Amazon platforms. So go to the Google Store, the Amazon Store, or, the, or, your, or your iTunes Store to pick up uh, a killer, fun little musical runner. Uh, we have great stuff coming in Fantasia Music Evolved. You have Connect for 360 or Xbox One. Uh, that game is going to be amazing, and we'll be showing more stuff off at E3, and then we'll have some, we'll have at least one other game that we're announcing at E3, so stay tuned to uh, the press conferences and, you know, our social media accounts to see what else we are announcing. It's not Rock Band 4. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. Yes, but it's, uh, yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on, and we have a ton of great developers making really fun music products that hopefully people like what they are, and if you, if you do pick up Record Run, uh, if you buy literally anything in the game, the cheapest thing that we have even, all the ads will turn off forever. So, if you hate ads and games, because we hate ads and games, feel free to just, you know, chip in a dollar, and they will always, they will disappear. It's the best. Yeah, those, uh, those small uh, virtual keyboards or ocarinas or whatever, they can, exactly. all, they can all be gone very quickly. Exactly. Uh, well, how can, uh, can people follow you on Twitter? Obviously, they can. I'm they just can. opening that for you. Yes, I'm, at, uh, I'm John T. Drake. John, J-O-H-N, T is in Thomas Drake on Twitter. Uh, and I yell things there all the time, so give me a shout, and uh, if you have any questions about any of the games uh, from talking about us, you can certainly holler at me there, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it. You want to tell me about how you don't like something or you love something? Let's, let's chat about it. Fantastic. All right, well, uh, as for Gamers on the Go, you can go to gamersonthego.com and see all of our episodes uh, and, and other things there. Uh, you can email the show, gotgpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and then our uh, Twitter is GOTG Podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, John, sure. I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, if you guys release another uh, handheld game or, or mobile game sometime in the future, I'd love to have you on again. Yeah, we'll give you a shout, and we have more stuff to talk about. Thanks for having us on to talk about stuff we are working on. Fantastic. Good luck with Amplitude, all your games, and, uh, and looking forward to what, see what you have uh, available at E3. Thanks, Jason. All right. Thank you. We built this city. We built this Say